This is VH Snack. And we're back, and we are ready to VH Snack. I'm Josh. And I'm Phil. And how are you doing today, Phil? I am doing very well, Joshua. It is a pleasure to be here. I hope you do this voice the entire time. <laughs> I'm been sure doing it'll it will pop up eventually. Yeah, I mean, it's you're already doing it. It's already happened. It, it's you, already landed. You kind of have to. I yeah, mean. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, this movie pumped me up. So, I mean, I am super happy to be talking about this film today. Coneheads yeah. from yeah. 1993. Coneheads, baby. Uh, before we get started, uh, why were you late today, Josh? <laughs> I mean, maybe I was out back finishing a beer. Oh! Ay-ho, yeah. <laughs> oh, Set that one up. Yes, you did. Appreciate that. Um, quick question. How old is Chris Farley supposed to be in this movie? Is he in high school? They're supposed to be in high school. Yeah. And he's already got a job at the local automotive place. He's drinking on the job. He's drinking on the job. They're in high school, dude, because she's on the cheerleading team and the swim team. They're certainly not in college. But you don't see Chris Farley, like, as a student. He shows up at the, the swim meet. He's like, hey, can I talk to you? Like, I feel like an idiot. Oh, I feel like an idiot. And he like pulls his hair. He's like, okay, like yeah. is this good enough? But he just looks like a dude that I don't know. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't give off student vibes. No, certainly not. So what you're saying is probably Connie's in high school and he's dating a high school girl. I mean, maybe he does drive. Yeah, he does. Does she drive? No. Uh, I don't think she does. We don't see her drive. No, we see no, her, no, no. her dad drive. He's a driving instructor. Yeah, that's right. He's got his own driving shul. So, well, we'll uh, tackle that question and many more throughout the episode. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, let's start with where we first came across this movie. Man, I'll tell you what, revisiting this movie today made me feel so good. And it just transported me right back to a stay home from school special. Not a special, but like a stay home from school classic. I mean, oh man, I watched this movie so many times and it gave me so much comfort, which is the essence of a lot of VH snacking episodes. So I watched it all the time. I'm sure I rented it, but it was on cable constantly when I was when I was younger. I mean, I think you could flip through all the pay channels and it would be on at least two of them. So TBS, Comedy Central. Yeah, I'm talking HBO, mm-hmm. Showtime, you know, Cinemax before it became Skinemax after 9 p.m. Hey now. Um, I, I don't think I ever really rented this movie. It was no. just always on, you know? Yeah, I, it, there was no need to rent it because it yeah. was constantly on television. And imagine how many people taped it from television. It's kind of like Airheads. It's exactly like Airheads. I mean, even has uh, a In lot that of the same cast. Yeah, I mean, there are so many Michael great... Richards, Chris Farley, Adam Sandler. There's prob- a... Probably some others. There's, yeah, I mean, they're... These these movies are in the same universe to me. You know what I mean? Both? Which is ninety three. Yeah, yeah Coneheads is ninety three. I thought Airheads Air- was ninety four. You're right. It was ninety four. Yeah, still pretty close. I mean, they were being filmed around the same time, and you know. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I I grew up watching this one a bit. Right. It, it's not one of those movies when I think back, like, hey, what are some some heaters from the early 90s okay i always think tommy boy happy gilmore uh you know shit like that airheads see i wouldn't call this one a quote-unquote heater 
All right, because uh-huh. when it came out, it, it wasn't received very well. Yeah, which Pre- I found yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, it kind of got everybody took a shit on this movie, you know, and which I think is totally unfounded because this movie is ridiculously funny to me. I, I I'd love like this is what I I love want to talk to you about this because I feel like you didn't watch it a lot, and this is almost like a a very fresh revisit for you, right? Like watching this yeah. movie. Yeah, it was. So I mean. I, w- I found myself, I watched it before I came here, and, you know, I was cracking up nearly the entire time. And, I mean, these were hearty belly laughs, dude. Like, I, it's just like, it's, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just laughing, just thinking about laughing. You're in a mood today, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, this movie you is... Pumped. I am pumped up about this movie, <laughs> dude. I love Coneheads, and I'm so glad that you wanted to do it. Um, well, this is your pick. It is. It is my pick. and I'm I, glad you picked it, though. I would have never picked this, but... When you threw it out there, I was like, okay. And I feel like it's, it's totally within, you know, the the world that we do and like within the... the 93, baby. Yeah, it's 93, baby. It is a sweet spot. Yeah. And, but these characters were not born of 93. No. They were born of the mid-70s. SNL characters. I which believe is- 77 is when the Coneheads first appeared. January 77 on SNL. You know why I think this movie flopped? Um, Tell me about it. Okay, so Wayne's World was a huge success, right? Yeah. Mainly because Wayne and Garth were current of the time. Yeah. And they were like cool guys that uh, guys like us could look up to and like, hey, Mm. I want to go see that movie. Those guys are cool. Yeah. This movie, it's like, who's the audience for this movie? People that grew up with the SNL skits? I guess so. Those are mostly, those are going to be like 40 somethings you know dan Aykroyd's age yeah that's like 15 years removed at this point yeah right? so i feel like there wasn't a target audience for this that's a great point i really yeah. do because blues brothers was also that's an snl thing and that was really popular right yeah but that was also a little bit after it was more timely i think i'm not a huge blues brothers person so Same i'm just here. kind of guessing uh, yeah i don't, I don't but know. i think it's a great point they also tried to make it into a cartoon in 1983, which follow, the script follows it almost exactly in the cartoon. It's only like a 43-minute version of it. I didn't watch any of the cartoons. I watched a lot of the old SNL skits. Which are funny as hell. SNL stuff is great. Um, super weird for the time. And I think that's like, this movie's kind of bizarre, obviously. Yeah, it's uh, it's very bizarre. It's, it is a Dan Aykroyd comedy. And absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> wonderfully bizarre you know i love the characters I, I i really do and um the cartoon in 83 it was just one it was a pilot and it was nobody nobody bought it nobody picked it up oh okay so it wasn't like a Mm-mm. running thing okay. no no so they made a 40 i think it's like 38 43 minutes it's on youtube if you want to huh, check it out yeah i kind of want to watch that now i thought it was like a full-on series no it's a it's a pilot and they released it on video cassette which i have and then it's on YouTube, but it basically follows the plot of the film almost exactly, you know, for about 38, 40 minutes. Okay. And they also, there's a toy line for this. There are mm-hmm. Coneheads action figures. Um, Which you said are pretty inexpensive, right? For Yeah, I looked them up on eBay, and if you want a Belzar new in the package Spell action dark. figure. Spell dark. I'm I'm sorry. There's so much odd I think language in this. Movie. Now you're making me confused. I think it's Belzar. Right? I think it's Beldard. 
Okay. All right. You look that up while Beldar I... Cone. <laughs> it is Beldar. Uh, you look up that while I uh, pontificate on action figures. But yeah, if you are in the um, in the market for some Coneheads action figures, you can get get them new in the package for like you know fifteen twenty bucks. Um, they're not super expensive. Sometimes cheaper than that. I'm I'm watching a couple on eBay, and mm-hmm. you know if I can scoop some up for a good price, I would like to have them. The yeah. packaging is really cool. It's like bright yellow packaging. It's super '90s looking, and yeah, know, they're cool looking figures. They're for sure. comic books, also not that expensive. So I feel like com like uh, that conehead shirt that you sent me was pretty rad. It that was, uh, was cool. That was um, I think that was a promo for the actual film and not a video store promo, right? I believe so, but it was a shirt from '93, and it has, uh, yeah, it says "Let's hone cones." Oh man, yeah, and they're touching cones, which is <laughs> cool obviously shirt. yeah, sexual reference, which is great. Actually, it's not Beldar or Belzar; it's Donald R. DeChico. Oh my God, <laughs> DeChico, Donald R. DeChico, Mr. nice to meet you, Mister DeSico. Hey, no, it is Beldar though, for real, for real. Beldar, Dar. Okay, not Zar. Okay. All Belzar right. would have worked just as well, in my opinion, but Beldar, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I watched this twice for the episode, and the, the first time through, I was about 20 minutes in, and I'm like, you know what? This is a subtitle watch, because mm. a lot of the language, they're just speaking very fast, Yeah. and they have their own made-up language. Right. There were a lot of times where I had to go back, and I'm like, what the hell did they just say? So the this is a, a good subtitle watch. I'd have to agree because there is a lot of humor. I love the way they speak, right? Because it's it's overly done, unnecessary, but super precise and funny. Yeah. Like, you know, because they're higher intelligence and it wants to, they over explain everything and they, they bring everything down to like the basic, like charred mammal flesh, which is exactly yeah. what a burger is. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> you know, fried egg, <laughs> fried chicken embryos. Like, let me get some charred mammal flesh and fried chicken embryos, please. Yeah. Not was... incorrect. After I watched this for the first time, like whenever we do one of these episodes, the movie really lives in your head for a couple of days before oh, yeah. leading up to the episode. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly thinking about it because I want to like, like, okay, are there any other thoughts I want to get out? And I've, I found myself thinking like Beldar. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me more about this. I don't know. I'll just be like, okay, Scout, it is time for your daily cardiovascular activity. <laughs> We shall walk around the neighborhood until you defecate on a lawn, and I shall pick it up with my hand, because I love you so much. <laughs> you are such a good boy. Oh, Yeah, see, that's beautiful. <laughs> Shit like that. See, that is beautiful. And, I mean, it does bring you into this world, and I love these characters, and they just make me really happy. Yeah. Um. So, that's great. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. So, you will enjoy it. What? You, you enjoyed it? Yeah, I And I said it. you will enjoy it. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> like ah, are you threatening me right now? <laughs> yeah, I almost did sound like a threat. You will enjoy it. Um. So, Josh, where do you want to start with this movie? Well, I'll get this out of there. Uh, budget of $30 million flopped pretty badly. Would it make $7 million or something? 21, 21.3. I mean, it wasn't a nothing but trouble level flop, which... Had a budget of like forty and only made seven. But, oh, that's uh, where the seven came from, you know? Yeah, but I don't get it. I, I I read all the I read all the the negative reviews, and I just yeah. I, like it has no plot. Like, what do you mean it has no plot? Like, I mean, 
there's definitely a plot here. While I still enjoy the movie, I will say that the it's a very loose plot. You know, there's not a there's not a whole lot to it. I, mean, I suppose not. It, it's not bad. That's not a bad thing, but yeah, it's it's kind of a series of just random ass events, and uh, I mean, it's 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 a family making do, and like you know, they look back yeah. on it like um, recently, and it is like kind of a social satire on you know immigration and things like that. Sure, and I think that that was always present there. I just don't think people saw that in '93 like people are seeing it, you know, the past 10, 15 years. Yeah, so. I think it's a smart film. I think it's a satirical film in a very slight way. Um, I mean, I don't know. It is, it's a vehicle for jokes, you know, and I don't know how like deep they really want to go for it. And I just, I think if you love the Conehead characters, you will like this movie. You will love this movie more. You know what I mean? Because that's what I really love about this film is the characters and the way they talk and like the way they react and yeah. You know, the way they scream when they get upset and <laughs> you know stuff like that. Like, I love that shit. Like nothing but trouble. It's a very weird movie. Like, yeah, it's, it's weird as hell. Okay, yeah, and like I is. can see people watching it, and be like, "This movie's just really dumb and weird." Yeah, you know. But it for me, I was like, I love dumb and weird, especially when I'm like, you know, eight, nine years old. Like it was perfect. So, and still to this day, I'm really into like weird, dumb shit. So, yeah. So I mean, have we figured out? We do this every time. We're gonna go to moments. But oh, do yeah. I go first or do you go first? Um, I feel well, like you should go first. Okay, I'll go first. Um, Josh is on snack duty today. I can't wait to see what you whipped up for me. Oh, it's out of this world. You bet you. Am I going to, are you going to vacuum it up and just stick the, the hose <laughs> into my mouth <laughs> and I consume it that way? Yeah. It, yeah, pretty much. I can't believe you just figured it out, but. I really like Sinbad in this. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Sinbad is good in everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sinbad's awesome. I mean, Eddie. Who Eddie Griffin is the customer too. That's right. God, there are man. Talk about this might be king of the cameos. It's tons of movie. cameos. You know, SNL movies are always great for that. But there, there's a lot. So, but yeah, Sinbad's great in it. <clears throat> yeah, Sinbad. Um, better not chew while I drive. It's probably my favorite. Where he's like chewing gum. He's <laughs> like chewing a condom. Come on. So good. There's four things to be successful in America, Conehead. Look good. Be your own boss. Never get chained to the desk. Except cash only. <laughs> and Beldar does all those things by the end of the movie. Yeah. I guess. It is cash only at his... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> 58 American dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Donald R. DeChico... It's so good to see young Adam Sandler as, like, energetic and trying. Hey, my mother's from there. Hey, my mother's from there. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. I almost forgot, like, <clears throat> I was re reviewing the cast, and before I watch it, just to, like, you know, jog my memory a little bit, and I was like, well, who is Adam Sandler in this movie? And I totally forgot about who he was, and because yeah. it's only a very brief scene. I think it's, like, what, three or four minutes or something? Less than that, probably. Yeah. A couple minutes. It's a memorable scene, but he hooks up Beldar with his uh, new name and all of that and social security card. All right, here's the deal. Your name is Donald R. D. Chico. Got that? 
Donald R. D. Chico. Yeah, that's you. D. E. Capital C. I. C. C. O. You were born August 11th, 1951, in Brockton, Massachusetts. Brockton, Massachusetts. Oh, it's a lovely town there. And your name is what? Donald R. D. Chico. That's right, you are. It's nice to see you. Your wife's name is Mary Margaret Rowney, born June 26, 1955, in Narragansett, Rhode Island. But you're from where? Brockton, Massachusetts. Hey, my mother's from there. You two were married June 4th, 1975 in Coros, Greece, where you met on a fellowship following your graduation from Hobart College. Hobart? Hobart College. College. Let's put them together. Hobart College. The man's a wizard. Everything else you need is in here. Birth certificates, family names, school records, employers, addresses. Grandmother's maiden name. Not that the last, but it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> Most important, your social security numbers. What's your name? Donald R. D. Chico. Donald D. Chico, nice to meet you. Welcome to the United States. I feel like that maybe they could have brought him back for one more scene. Maybe. Maybe tied it in somehow. I don't know. They could have like just done it somehow. I mean, I can, we can't think of anything, so I mean, we can't really say too much. But yeah, it immediately makes me think about Michael McKean and David Spade. Like, ugh. I know you. We'll get there, but yeah, uh, John Lovitz. Love his, him. Uh, love his he, part. He's a good cameo guy. I love him in. Um, he's never been a lead guy. Has he ever had like a leading, a leading role? I don't think he has. Mm, I'm sure there's something. John Lovitz makes you think of High Mom School and, High. High School High. Ooh, man, that's a rough one. <laughs> I haven't seen that in so long, but I, I did like it when I was young. But. Probably sucks, but I don't know. Last time I watched it was pretty rough. I just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of noise was that? <laughs> I, don't, I just can't really remember that much about it, uh, except for where like the the one guy like he has like a, he has a police chase going around. On yeah, his cornrows, like little toy cars going yeah. around his court. That's literally the only thing I remember. That's the only thing movie. I remember. That's weird, huh? I wonder how many people heard High School High, and then that's the one thing they remember. I mean, it is memorable. But there has to be other parts of that. I think that's even from the trailer, man. I think you're right. So, yeah. but when I think of John Lovitz, I think of Mom and Dad Save the World. He's like the villain, I believe. Hmm. Mm. I always think of the wedding singer. Oh, I that's mean, true. Is... I'm reaping all the benefits. <laughs> he always has that one line that makes him stick out. Like He takes one line and really makes it his. Like Good in luck the, finding yeah. somebody that can move and shake it like this. I mean, how many times have you, you and I have like said, I've said it to people, you know, like, well, good luck finding somebody that can move and shake like this. <laughs> yeah. My favorite line from him in this is obviously, let's just take a look. Open, please. Wider. <laughs> Yo, when he opens his mouth that wide, that's kind of some nightmare fuel. And he oh, has like yeah. the rows of teeth. He's like, Fine. Is it comfortable? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so I really like uh, the the little montage scene. You have Paul Simon, Kodachrome. Oh yeah, that's a good song. Are you Paul Simon's the best? I, I don't know. I know Simon and Garfunkel and this song. I'm sure I've heard many others, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I love Paul Simon. I, I was personally. like, who sings this? This is a good song. I love Paul Simon, and I listened to it. was funny because, like, I would take cassettes to high school, and I would have, like, Green Day Dookie and Beastie Boys and, like, Paul Simon in my pocket. So that was quite the mix. Yeah, because you wanted something, like, you know, kind of punk aggressive, and then you want something, like, kind of chill and cool, and then you want sure. something, like, you know, 
I guess more emotional and songwriting based. So that was my maybe trio. Uh, maybe I've been sleeping on Paul Simon. Yo, check it I out. Like this song. Check it out. Check him out for sure. So yeah, in the montage here, the the actress that's playing three year old Connie is Dan Aykroyd's niece, mm-hmm. and on according to what I saw, she is also in Nothing But Trouble. What part? I don't know. Because she would have had to been a baby because let's say she was like, I don't know, between three and six when she filmed this. Right. Because she plays Little Connie. Yeah. Nothing But Trouble was 91. So is there a baby in Nothing But Trouble? I don't think there is. I was trying to think. And unless there's, you know, at the beginning of the movie where they're at this party, unless somebody like walks by holding a baby in the background, that's like the only thing I can think of. Isn't Peter Ackroyd in this too? I don't know. I believe he is. Probably. I think but... he's the High Master's assistant. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. Huh. IMDb will tell you, VH Snackers, if you really want to know, because we obviously Maybe don't. Maybe she was Bobo or <laughs> Lil Double, because they are babies. They were diapers. Wow. It's <laughs> a bit of a VH stretch, oh, but we're going <laughs> to. I get another bowl of cereal. Where the hell is that dog food eating grandson of mine? <laughs> <laughs> you, we yeah, can we just stop this podcast and do nothing but trouble. <laughs> like I just, but it's <laughs> call people dog food eating is <laughs> needs to happen more for sure. So, oh man, uh, yeah, the montage is good. Mm-hmm. If anybody can help us solve the mystery of uh, the nothing but trouble niece, then let me know. Um, okay. So there's a lot of made-up language in this movie, mm. and one of my favorites is when he sees the tattoo on Connie's cone, he says, Mibs! Mibs! Yeah, they use, they've used Mebs the whole time in, inside the characters, and I looked up what it meant. It just means frustration. So it's like us saying, like, damn it! Damn it! <laughs> so is that like... <laughs> like, shit! Shit! Like, oh, you're giving me the Mibs. Yeah, it's like, it just I guess it just communicates frustration. Like, Mibs! <laughs> Mibs! 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 <laughs> Like I, I'm gonna start doing it when I get frustrated. Like mips, and uh, her mom says she looked like a common flath rag on payday. No, that's what he says. Oh, okay. Or but then she looks shocked that he said that. Flath rag. Yeah. What a word. Yeah. I mean, who made up this shit? I think. Well, somebody wrote the screenplay, but Dan Aykroyd did write a <clears throat> lot of this. Yeah, it had like four different writers, but um... yeah. Yeah, Re- remove rack. the deckle. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done to your cog? <laughs> I like when he turns her, he like touches the top of her cone and like turns her like this, like he would turn a can of soda or something. <laughs> I love their house, by the way. It's just jam packed with like tons of junk food all the time and they eat so much. Yeah, you really had um, a lot of options for oh, yeah. this movie as far as making a snack. Oh, yeah. So I was watching this and I'm like, man, I have no clue. Like, it better be something creative because you could. What are you going to do if it's not? I don't know. What are you going to do? Are you, threat- are you threatening me? I'm going to say Mibs. Mibs. <laughs> Mibs. All right. Um, this was a interesting little fact. Um, Connie's friends that get into the back seat. <laughs> Josh just looked at me and said, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Quit giving me away. <laughs> That is Parker Posey and Joey Lawrence Adams, who all three of them would 
And the same year appear in Days and Confused. I'm sorry. Did you say Joey Lawrence Adams Wait. just now? <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's not right. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Wait. That's not right. Wait, why did I write that down? <laughs> did you write Joey Lawrence Adams? <laughs> I did. Sounds like you got him on the brain, bro. Oh, man. No, but yeah, Parker Posey and Joey Lauren Adams. Uh, those are two. Oh, Joey Lauren. <laughs> Joey Lauren Adams, yeah. Jo- Joey Lawrence Adams. Which, oh. Maybe by no coincidence at all, are two of my biggest 90s crushes is Parker Posey and Joey Lauren Adams. Like, I think those it's two Joey ladies... Lawrence, dude. Oh. Whoa. Either way, <laughs> she's great. Yeah. R- really cool actresses, really quirky actresses, beautiful, like, just cool people. Yeah, I love Parker Posey. Yeah, and I mean... Air raid, you freshman bitches! <laughs> this, I like bacon! <laughs> dude, I... Oh, I love that movie. I, they only appear <clears throat> for, like, Maybe 10 seconds. Yeah, like, they're just her giggly backseat friends. How did all three of these end up in this movie and Dazed and Confused? I feel like one of them got the role in Dazed and Confused and was like, I have two friends that would be perfect for this. Yeah, probably. That's my only... Because they shot this in LA and Dazed and Confused was in Austin. So, I don't know, but that's cool. It's a good. I, I, it's a good thing to connect and think about. Yeah, I never knew that. Uh, that that was them. I just realized it today, like as I was watching, because you know, uh, Tainted Love comes on, and Parker Posey's like, "Oh my god, this song!" And then she like reaches up and turns it up, and Beldar's face is just like, "Oh my god, I'm in hell." Mabs, Mabs. Yeah, and but I didn't realize it was Joey Lauren Adams until I looked it up. Because you barely even see her face. Yeah. I guess you see him in the mechanic shop for a little bit. But oh, that, that's Even true. then, they're kind of out of focus. They're obscured. Yeah. Yeah. I know that this is going to be one of your favorite moments. This is, is mm. my favorite moment from okay. this movie. The okay. mechanic shop with Chris Farley and yeah, of course. Dan Aykroyd. Of course. Look, uh, Mr. Conhead. Conhead. He's Conhead. The name is Conhead. <laughs> Look, uh, mister, I don't know who you are, where you're from. <laughs> we come from France. France. We come from France. Oh, man. He says, uh, what choice do I have? It's as if you have me see. It's as if you have seized me at the base of my snarglies. <laughs> snarglies. What do you think snarglies are? His testicles. Has to be. I mean, he's trying to say you have me by the balls, but. That's just his own conehead spin on it. Yeah, that's conehead speak, baby. Yeah. Remulacan. And then Ronnie's like, yeah, I was uh, maybe I was out back finishing a beer. Well, she comes up. She's like, you know, gives the whole like uh, technical spiel. Like, I yeah. don't understand with the fuel injection, blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, maybe I was out back finishing a beer. And she's like, oh, my God, you drink on the job. You're <laughs> oh, my cool. God, you're so cool. <laughs> I mean, that's how he gets the babe. He's just drinking beer on the job. And he's being so. honest, you know. Sorry, it's not ready. I do not understand. I have returned at the agreed-upon time coordinates. Oh, I'm very sorry, Mr. Conehead. Conehead? Thy name is Conehead? <laughs> well, uh, look, Mr. Uh, Conehead, uh, we got a little backed up and took a little longer than we expected. Unacceptable. Not only have you delayed my departure from here, but the entire series of events which was to follow. What reason could you have for such deception? Look, I don't know who you are, where you're from, but... France? We come from France? Fine, sir. 
point is, it'll be ready when it's ready. So if you want to take a seat over there, I'll call you when your car is finished. I will comply. What choice do I have? It is as if you have seized me at the base of my snarglies. Hey, Ronnie. What? I just have one question. How can it take so long to do a simple alignment on an American sedan with standard rack and pin steering and fierce and stress when your garage is equipped with a proper Borg Warner digital hydraulic radiometer? Maybe because I was out back finishing a beer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so David Spade is in this movie. Chris Farley's in this movie. Mm-hmm. But not together. Not in one scene together. And I think that is just such a missed opportunity. They did that shit on purpose. Well, this was 93. Tommy Boy wouldn't be until 95. So there wasn't that established duo yet. Um, but man, can you imagine a scene where David Spade goes to the mechanic shop to interrogate Chris Farley because he's dating Connie and they could have this typical Spade-Farley interaction? Like, how yeah, good would that Yeah, that could be really good. I really like that idea. I think it would probably be Michael McKean interrogating because, man, he David Spade is so wormy in this movie. He makes my skin crawl, dude. Like, his character is so, ugh, is the word I would use. Yeah, I guess, well, they He's are, like the ultimate brown noser. Yeah, they are the protagonist of the movie. But even then, um, their motivations are a little thin. You know, I guess maybe that goes back to the kind of weak plot the stakes aren't really high enough or something i don't know yeah i mean the stakes are not i mean i don't know i mean they're the antagonists to me they're the villains they're the ones that's trying to oh shit sorry i said protagonist oh you're fine (laughs) no i know what you meant but i mean it's like i don't know i feel like they're the villains and you're supposed to hate them they're supposed to be slime balls you know what i mean and they totally are and they're really good at it how about that subway scene huh perfect man i that newspaper wallpaper from the mid 90s subways oh shit takes me back wow remember that shit no i didn't ever went to subway in the 90s really no well every subway had like this wallpaper uh that was like newspaper prints and stuff that was their aesthetic there for a little while because you read a newspaper on the subway is that what it's supposed to be i never uh, affiliated subway with um an actual subway man if i got taken to subway in the 90s as a kid i would feel like i was being punished but you said you never went and that's why i didn't want to go <laughs> i mean like i don't first of all i don't think we had a subway where i was growing where i was growing up maybe not maybe we did maybe i ate subway i don't remember but i wanted to go to mcdonald's dude or burger king or something like if i was going to subway i'd be like this sucks <laughs> like, <laughs> well like, then like, i could have a sandwich at home i can't have chicken mcnuggets at home you know <laughs> oh my God. like i mean i'm just being real with you man <laughs> i mean like i wasn't like i wasn't health focused in 1994 because <laughs> i feel like subway i love how fired up you are about subway right now <laughs> i am i'm fired up about this whole damn thing i i i, I don't know i'm just excited this is a good part of my day yeah well this scene is good the way she uh that CGI sub, great use of CGI. There is some okay. kind of rough CGI in this movie. I mean, it was 93. Where's the rough do? CGI? Uh, like when they crash land at the beginning and you see like this water shoot up. It's just. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that 
I guess for 93 that passes and doesn't look fantastic by any means. Yeah, it's not it's not like distractingly bad or anything, but you know what CGI I do love in this movie? What? Is when they put the cone head on the the golf trophy. Oh yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. I will accept it with <laughs> limited enthusiasm. <laughs> um when Ronnie drops off Connie oh my god dude yes he's like come on connie you know how i feel about you pick you up take you out does that mean anything it's like well yeah of course ronnie (laughs) oh man you okay over there yes i love this movie dude i'm cracking up like it's a great great scene because i i assume that you're gonna get to the part where she starts to kiss him oh yeah yeah (laughs) Oh my god. Well, anyways, Ronnie gets a little too hot and heavy, and Connie runs inside. And, oh, uh, you're ready. And, uh, you know, I forgot exactly what she says to her mom. She's like, Flan- Fland up? <laughs> Daddy was right. Fland up? Fland Earth up? boys only want one thing. He was acting like a flandip. Oh, yeah. That's what he's like. He's like, Flandip? <laughs> and he like slams down his pipe and like I think marches outside. I think it's flan dap. Or or maybe I always heard flan dip. <laughs> it could be either one. Like I, I'm flan pretty and sure dip. the subtitle said flan dap, but I don't know. Well subtitles aren't always right, are they? That's true. They're yeah. not always right. Yeah, yeah. But I love the part when he rips off Chris Farley's hood. <laughs> 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 He's like, hey, Mr. Conehead. <laughs> yeah. And then and then after he like starts, he's like, I would crush your blood skull until it or whatever. He like gives this really like violent, like uh you know, what he would do to him. And, yeah. And then he like slams it back down. He's like, Thank, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you. Oh yeah, it's perfect. But then you see Chris Farley a couple scenes later as the golf caddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Beldar says Mib again because he's trying to get out of the the sand pit. Mibs. He says Mib. <laughs> I mean, it's like us saying shit or like damn it or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, Chris Farley as the golf caddy. He's like, hey, Mister Conehead. Hope you didn't cut your hand when you tore my car open. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely one of my favorite lines yeah. from Chris Farley. Yeah. I mean, I, it's worth repeating. So, yeah. yeah. He's like, I feel so bad, Mr. Conehead. I'm miserable. <laughs> yeah, Chris Farley is in this movie. We talked about this earlier, but he's in this movie way more than we remember. Yeah, see, in my head, thing. it's a great thing. It's it's a role for him, mm-hmm. right? It's a supporting role. And almost. But I always thought of it as more like a cameo. Like, if I didn't rewatch Coneheads today and we were talking about it somewhere with, with someone else... I'd be like, oh yeah, that cameo from, right, from Chris Farley, but in fact, it is a role for him. Like, it's a full ass role. So it was great to see it, and he's really funny throughout the whole thing. So yeah, I, I totally forgot how much he was in this, and it's always a good thing. Beldar's ass, gross or lack thereof. So I guess they have no crack. That was one image that stuck with me the most as a kid, like when they show his ass. Mm-hmm. And he has no crack, and he has like these two 
bolts like yeah. above his hip like what the fuck yeah the where that where that takes your imagination you can only tell yourself you, you know, know dan I mean? Aykroyd was behind that one i would hope so i, I mean, mean he, that's like total nothing but trouble it's very Aykroydian. yes yeah hey, so i feel like that should be a word like, i believe it, it is this is its own thing we've just invent we've just minted it it's a neologism created on vh snacking Aykroydian. Aykroydian. There yeah uh how's he shit so Do i always shit? thought that he like laid back you know <laughs> what i mean like this josh is leaning back on the couch <laughs> leaning back on the couch and not on the couch i hope he wouldn't shit on the couch but um i don't know yeah i mean it like i said it yeah i don't even gotta figure that out for yourself and that's a joke you make in your own head and i think it's really brilliant so yeah let your imagination run wild in the bathroom um just got a couple more I think it's funny when Beldar comes home and uh, his wife has all the candles out and she has written, oh, consume yeah. alcohol, <laughs> consume alcohol beverage, come get me. <laughs> My tie. I will enjoy it. <laughs> um, and the, the Senso rings with Connie and Chris Farley. And when they bust in, Chris Farley's head is just so sweaty. She's sweaty, you, too. Connie's sweaty, that? too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your so. cone is too young! Because, <laughs> like, they pretty much just, like, bust in on them about, like, they're having sex. Because that's, like... So is that how they have sex? They don't... Partially. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the Senso rings are... Help you hone your cone. So, <laughs> it's... It's part of their, their mating... Yeah, so they were definitely like he was having like extraterrestrial sexual encounter there. Huh. All right. Speaking of honing your cone, did you hear the original song that plays on at the credits? I listened to it on the way over here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was getting pumped up on it. Don't want to hone my cone alone <laughs> or something like that. Hone your cone alone. It's good. It's on Spotify. Check it out. It's a it's a good song, but man, it's bizarre. <laughs> I mean, just like the rest of the movie, it's a perfect fit. I you know, it is it's a credits track. Yeah. But it's it's on the soundtrack. And um it's Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin and uh Nan Schaefer, I think her name is. Yes, you're correct. Um speaking of the soundtrack, I mean you hear Soul to Squeeze by Red Hot Chili Peppers about five times in this movie. Yep. Did you watch the video for that? Soul to Squeeze? Yes. Mm-mm. Chris Farley's in it. Really? Yeah. He plays, uh, he doesn't speak or anything, of course, but he's a truck driver. Do you know the video? It's like, uh, I can't really remember. It's, it, like, no. it's all in black and white and they're like old school carnival people. Oh man. I yeah. do remember that. It's now. a pretty cool video, but Chris Farley is driving the truck. That's like pulling the, uh, the carts. Oh man, I would have not probably wouldn't have re- yeah, realized he's that. Yeah, he's got like a beard and he's smoking a cigar, and it, it, you kind of have to go. Is that Chris Farley? Yeah, holy shit, that's Chris Farley. So he's kind of in like a a costume a little bit then. Yeah, a little bit, but it's definitely Chris Farley. So that was pretty cool. I had never watched the video. I had I don't really remember it. I remember it now that you say it. And I know that's your dad's favorite band. Shout out to Bob. That is Bob Schaefer's p- favorite band. He loves. That's a hell of a name. Yeah, what? Bob Schaefer. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I mean, uh, hey Bobby, hey Bobby, give me a goddamn handshake. Bob yeah. Schaefer, how <laughs> you doing? <laughs> you know, Dad's. Hey, my name's Bob. It's, uh, <laughs> how you it, doing? My dad rules, dude. V, <laughs> shout out to my pops yet again. 
Um, but RHCP is his favorite band, and uh, I will I will check out that video, man, because I would love to see Chris Farley smoking a cigar, driving a circus truck. Do it. Sounds good. So those are all my moments. Uh, what do you got? for me josh i got i got a few no, uh, do you know? i do <laughs> you know well I, let's hear them okay yeah. what are your moments okay so i you know me i like to pick out the the smaller moments and which i love yeah um can we can we just rewind back to the subway scene real quick because sure. it is such a great scene the chris farley's line where he says i haven't seen somebody take a sandwich like that since my mom is yeah amazing yeah. <laughs> And she's like, are you going to eat that? And he's like, you're something special. <laughs> like, just because you can, like, house Subway sandwiches. I mean, it's... She is special. I like what... Uh, she's not she's like, like other girls. So your, your parents are from the old country? He's like, yeah. She's like, which one? One of the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he is solid 24 karat gold throughout this entire movie. And Did you make subs? No. For your, okay. Dude, we're not going to Subway, dude. All right. I don't want to go to Subway. Subway's gross. But, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I don't think Subway's gross, but I also think that, like, well, they also have, like, nothing I can eat. Would it kill you to put some veggie meatballs on the menu? Oh, yeah. Yeah. True that. You're just going to get all the, all the salad. All their fixes. vegetables suck. I don't know, man. Their slogan I, is eat fresh. It ain't fresh. Okay. I don't, I don't know, man. Do you remember that <laughs> shirt? Speaking to like nineties, do you remember that shirt that was in Spencer's or whatever, and it said "Zombie Eat Flesh," and it was Think like so? a Subway ripoff. No, I don't remember that specific one. Okay, that was. I a worked good one. at a Spencer's for like six months, but it was it said "Zombie Eat Flesh," and it was like a, a Subway ripoff. That's cool. I don't know. I <laughs> I might still wear that shirt. Honestly, like non ironically, that's pretty funny. Uh, everybody, you know, like it's kind of over zombies now. Do you have a Spencer's? Um, when you were a kid, like yeah. at your local mall. Oh yeah, and we also had a Gadzooks. Dude, Spencer's used to be so cool in like the late '90s, early 2000s. They used to have like all the cool collectibles, and now it's just garbage. I don't know. I'm gonna respectfully disagree because I recently went into a Spencer's when I was like super stoned. Recently going to the mall, and well, if you're stoned, sure. They have so much weird I shit mean, if, in there. If if a shirt that says "Who farted." makes you giggle then <laughs> there's not your place. do not down fart jokes on this <laughs> podcast okay i mean no i'm serious i had a lot of fun going in there they carry sex toys now which i thought was crazy they always have really yeah people would steal them all the time like it was just about a daily occurrence where i would find an empty box that a dildo was in it's like oh somebody stole this so you worked at spencer's yeah i worked at hot topic okay we were told them all right i applied too. for a hot topic they turned me down Back to Coneheads. <laughs> um, but great trip to the mall there. That was awesome. Hey, man. I You know what I've been watching? Sorry to go on yet another tangent. I've been on a YouTube binge. There's this channel. They just uh, explore abandoned malls. Yeah, I've, so heard, I've seen this. Yeah. It's just. It's cool. I watch it before I go to bed. It's like not too exciting, but it's still slightly engaging. So, Have you seen an Orange Julius stand? Uh, no. Man, I miss the Orange Julius. Dude. I didn't really have those at my local North Carolina mall. I don't know. What do they sell? Orange juice? Yeah, it was like a drink. Orange Julius. Yeah, like I've never had drink. one. Sounds like I'm missing out. Nah, it was pretty good. I mean, it was probably better as a nostalgic thing, but I, it was a staple of the mall. Like Annie Ann's is a 
staple of the mall for me now. I can't go to the mall and not get an Annie Ann's pretzel. It's just a, it's the flavor of the mall. I think we should go to the mall after this. Maybe we should. Okay. Maybe that's what we do. Let's get to your moments first. Okay. <laughs> and by the way, what is because Beldar is taking the girls to the mall. What does he call it? An enclosed commercial something. Oh, it's hilarious know. what he calls. He's like, there is too much dialogue in this movie for one to remember. I would be very impressed if there's somebody out there that knows word for word all of Beldar's lines. He's like, remove the decal or I'll not take you to the enclosed commercial space or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. That's what he calls them all. Um, in the very beginning of this movie, he they start to eat everything when they get to the hotel. And the way he's eating that toilet paper off the roll is amazing. Okay. Yeah, I could watch that on cool. loop for like five minutes and crack up. And it's really and he good. He bites the bar of soap. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. a chocolate bar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Richards. Mm-hmm. He's a hotel There's another clerk. cameo. He yeah. He plays a bumbling hotel front desk guy. I mean, for a late night clerk at a p- pretty seedy motel, he's, he's playing it pretty cool. I love how he looks at the... He looks at the sign-in card. He's like, uh, yeah, this is fine. This yeah. Is this is good. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. And Primat's reading the Bible. She's like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> Just like cracking up at the Bible. <laughs> I'm sure that joke went way over my head when I was a kid. Sure. Yeah. But here it's hitting. Uh, and my, right now it's hitting me. Um, um, I even heard that somebody, uh, judging from where she had the Bible open, they determined what part she would be reading and i think it's about like the the rapture and you know end of the world stuff and she's laughing because she knows that the coneheads are the ones that are are gonna take over oh so at least that's what i read where did you read that uh maybe imdb or something really cool i don't know I, i i dug through some old interviews from 93 but i don't know i read that fact somewhere could be wrong but sounds right Another small moment here is when Sinbad's like, "Hey, uh, Belda, I need, I need, I need your social security number." He's like, "Sorry, I keep forgetting." He's like, "Do you have it?" And he's like, "Yeah, let me give it to you." Um, two five six x point two seven seven. The way he says seven makes me crack up every yeah. time, dude. And Sinbad starts being like, damn it, I knew it was too good to be true. He's like, we're going to fix this. Yeah. That's when they go see uh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, yeah. And uh, Drew Carey has a cool uh, cameo in this. His first time ever on uh, in a movie. That was his first screen appearance? Again, according to what I read, it was... Interesting. Ellen DeGeneres is in this movie too. She's Dude, the I swim coach. That. Oh, she is the swim coach. Yeah. Man, she's like, I didn't realize, I couldn't even, even knowing that, I really didn't even recognize Yeah, her. I had to like pause it and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that is. Because she has no, there's no comedic bend to that whatsoever. She plays that like very straightforward. I think there were some deleted scenes and hers was a little bit longer. Um, Conan O'Brien had some scenes filmed and they were cut do you know what the scenes were about i don't i do know that on the tbs cut there's one extended scene maybe this will uh refresh a memory for you beldar is hanging out with jason alexander his neighbor and he brings him a six pack of beer and beldar like punches each beer open oh man yeah i remember that part yeah i remember that in my head but that was a deleted scene 
So like I said, I, I caught this on TBS a lot, so that's where I saw it. Yeah, and I love how we find like the same thing with Problem Child. Which, by too. the way, if somebody ever opened a beer like that, a six pack, I'd be thoroughly impressed. Guess who can do it? Major Pain. Guess who can do it? You? Bob Schaefer can do it. No way. Dude, he can like your dad. Yeah, can... My dad can do that. Holy shit. I bet you he could. I mean his heyday? I mean he can't now. <laughs> but I believe my dad could Wait, yeah. Could he do that or you bet he could do that? Mm, it's kind of fuzzy. I feel like he might have done it before. But you're talking about taking your finger and just punching and it into like the... major pain style. You know how he opens his uh drink? He's oh, like yeah. Pop! Yeah. <laughs> Pop! <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I have every confidence that my dad could have done that in, in like nineteen ninety four. Yeah. One thousand percent. Sounds like one of those. My dad can beat up your dad. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is. You should I, call him up right now and be like, "Hey, Bob, uh, crazy question." You'll be like, "No, Josh, I can't do that." <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for believing in me. Uh, okay, uh, the birth scene. Okay, when she's like, "I hate you, Meldar. I hate you," and then like uh his one boss and Sinbad are taking pictures my favorite part is when they get splashed with whatever's happening and they're like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and then Beldar cuts the cord by biting through it which is really yeah gross. yeah um pretty cool gross out gag okay the whole kitchen scene is great we already talked about it a little bit but we talked about the we talked about the language that they used i still call my parents my parental units and that's directly derived from this movie is that when Connie, Connie Conehead says yeah, it? Yeah, she's like, good morning, parental units. Oh, okay. She also says it to Ronnie in the car. She's like, it's just my parental units, you know? We weren't affectionate or something like that. Yeah, it's really cute. And, like, I definitely refer to my parents as my parental units here and there. So, um, like, hello, parental units. It's <laughs> good to see you again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when and whenever I publish an issue of Lunch Meet, you know, uh, Ted and I always say our superior parental units. You know what I mean? That's cool. Yeah. So, um, I just love the language. Yeah. Okay. This is another small part, but this, that kind of bimbo lady that's like trying to pick up on Beldar and she like yes. keeps trying to take driving lessons or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. And she's like, I love it when you watch me drive. And <laughs> his face is just like, mm. it was really good. I love that part. Um, very small, but, um, I like when, um, God, what's uh, Jane Curtin's name in this? Primat. Primat. When Primat sees her at the grocery store and she looks back at her and like looks at her butt. Yeah, and, and she's then, like... Mm. That's when she buys all the, the magazines. Like, oh man, I gotta... And then does the seduction and everything. Gotta save my marriage. Yeah. That's kind of a, a pretty important subplot of this movie. Well, I mean, I mean, it comes up quite a bit. Because that's the thing is that she's getting this paranoia from reading all of these tabloidy kind of things you know and i think yeah, that but also her friend says to her like <laughs> mm -hmm. like oh driving lessons for the fifth time she's like oh man a pigs you know <laughs> <laughs> ah, cloven hoofed animals <laughs> that, that oh, yeah. sleep where they or eat where they defecate <laughs> yeah. she's like exactly i'll make some coleslaw <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> coleslaw we will enjoy it um yeah, and back to the the bimbo lady with, with with Beldar. She's like, "You are a wise man, but there's a sadness to your wisdom." And she just walks away, and he's just like, 
she's just a cool character, you know. Yeah, she's uh she was an SNL alum as well, alumni. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she passed away in like 2013 from throat cancer. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's good in this as well. Uh, I mean, you you nailed a lot of the parts, man. Honestly, like a lot of a lot of them are, are great. I mean, it's the overall vibe of this movie. Uh, um, Chris Farley as Elvis. Chris, oh man, in his Halloween costume, <laughs> it's pretty cool. I love how like uh, Connie has to leave when when the 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 rescue ship is coming, and he's like, "It is imperative that you leave now." <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh!" And then he turns around and he's like, right back into the party. Dude's a party animal, yeah, of course. Yeah, Chris Farley in general, just amazing. Well, wow, I will always, we will always sing his praises. Um, amazing. So one other thing that I wanted to comment on, though, when they capture uh, the two immigration dudes, David Spade and Michael McKean. Yes. If you notice, when they have them as prisoners, they're wearing collars. And then he, his idea that's really inhumane is to put collars on all of the Oh wow! Yeah, so yeah. when he talks about having like the the underground fence and everything, so like I thought that was a really cool like that's a little more. I think that's like the bones showing on the satire. You know yeah, what I mean? This, this movie does um has a lot of smart visual cues, mm-hmm. um, and that is one of them. Yeah, there's or a lot more like little callbacks throughout the movie. Yeah. Um. So yeah, th- you could tell the the script was was well cared for and you know see people say the script love see people say the script was really poor you know and that the plot is very poor and like i think that i think this movie coming out right after wayne's world set a pretty high bar for an snl kind of thing because wayne's world's probably the most revered snl skit to become a film i think it's the most successful i think i mean if it's not it's top yeah, it's got to be close. Yeah. And <clears throat> like you said, they were reviving a, a property on SNL that was old hat already. It failed in the 80s as a cartoon. And yeah. then they decided to bring it back. And they were like, well, we might as well try Coneheads because it was this popular. But I thought you brought up a, a really great point. And you're like, who is this movie for? Yeah. Like, who, what is nothing but trouble? Who is that movie for? That's for us, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I and love I see, it. I feel like Coneheads was for eight or nine year old me in 1993, you know, and I feel mm-hmm. like that's why I love that movie so much. And it still gives me so much comfort. I'm sure there, hopefully there's some other people out there, some VH snackers and people beyond that think that Coneheads is just a really fun, bizarre comedy from 93 that has become a cult movie. I bet. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, um, I bet there's a lot of people that aren't even aware that it was an SNL thing. I don't think I was made aware of that until I was way older. Well, the connection is so far away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Another galaxy, if you will. Hey. Hey, now. No, I get it. But I think it is a clever movie. And it's hilarious. It's bizarre. If you like the Conehead characters, if you think the Conehead characters are annoying, you're not going to like the movie. Okay? But if you dig what the Coneheads do, like their their whole shtick, it's going to crack you up. And I mean... Yeah, it was like I said, it just I was belly laughing all day. You can see how happy it made me, you know, and hopefully, you know, other people feel that way. Um, did, um, did you laugh so hard that you worked up an appetite? I did. did I say? do. I have one last thing. And then, then we got where then we're getting. OK, because I'm 
Yeah? Get a little hungry over here. Are you getting hungry, boy? Yeah, All right, here we go. One last thing. <laughs> Narfel the Garthok. Okay, this is the probably my favorite scene when they narfled the Garthok. Oh, yeah. With and the, the stop motion monster. Oh, my God. Yeah, like the Harryhausen kind of creature. Yeah. And just the phrase, narfle the Garthok, I have employed in certain situations. I looked it up in Urban Dictionary. What's it say? Uh, it says a couple things that are kind of offensive. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I can imagine. Yeah, but one of them was taking a shit. Like, I, like I'm going to go narfle the Garthok. Like, but you can that's apply so, it yeah, to pretty so, much anything yeah. that's kind of like unwanted but you have to do it Mm -hmm. or it's kind of gnarly you know what i mean yeah so and i don't know i also i don't know i like the ending part where there he's like what have you brought me from this what have you brought me from the conquered world and Mm -hmm. everything that he brought him is just from the back of his fucking car because that's the only thing a tire iron (laughs) yeah uh, a decal um another running joke is we brought you some chewing gum chewing gum but it's a condom it's a condom yeah which is amazing because they chew it and it doesn't poke holes because they're sharp teeth. So, whoa, that's true. All right. Speaking of chewing, I got oh, something for you. I look. I am so curious to see what you whipped up. So uh, why don't you tell the good people what you have made? This came to me in a flash, and I knew immediately it's what I wanted to do. And what I have made is maintain low scones. Because they say maintain low tones, right? Oh, man. But these these scones, okay, are French toast scones because they come from France. So I have made maintain low scones French toast style. They're French toast flavored scones. That's a mouthful. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It It sounds tasty. Yeah, I I tried them out and man, they're good. All right. Is French toast from France? I would assume. Are the Coneheads from France? Mm, uh, technically not. I don't know a French toast. I meant to look it up, so I don't know. Is we'll have to look it up. Cinnamon Toast Crunch from France? I don't know. <laughs> I scones aren't from it. France, that's for sure. But also I chose scones because it has cones in it. Oh my God. And then it kind of looks like a cone head. All right. Is this created enough for you? Yes. <laughs> Phil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to go. Maintain low scones. You have completed your task successfully, Joshua. Acceptable. <laughs> you have performed successfully. I shall allow you to live. Excellent. Uh, I got some chewing gum afterwards, too. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what are we going to hit him with? Uh, we'll, let's we'll, surprise. Let's VH surprise ourselves. All right. We're going to go eat some... Uh, maintain low scones. Maintain low scones. We shall return. Grid-like breakfast slabs, extruded mammal tailings, seared strips of swine flesh, and flattened chicken embryos. I will enjoy it. What is a seven-letter word for a tomb in ancient Egypt, which is a quadrilateral masonry mass having smooth, steeply sloping sides meeting at an apex? A flindar. Ah. Good morning, parental units. Dawn greetings, young one. What would you like for consumables? Pop-tarts, chicken embryos, seasoned patties of ground animal flesh? Mm, I'm not really hungry. Just some tang. Ah, tang. The drink the astronauts took to the moon. Astronauts to the moon. <laughs> the pro shop called. Your new putter has arrived. Ah, my Hawk TrueFlex PowerPoint with graphite shaft. A secret of golf pros everywhere. A truly manly putter. Ah! What have you done to your cone? Nothing. No? Turn around. 
It's not a real tattoo. Mebs, Mebs, unacceptable. It's just a decal. Everyone's wearing them. If everyone jumped into the bituminous cauldron, would you jump into? I am not a little cone anymore, Dad. Maintain low tones with me. Maintain low tones. Now go to the hygienic chamber and remove it. Also, you are wearing far too much lip and cheek enhancement. Mom, my makeup looks okay, doesn't it? Do not invoke the approval of your other parental unit. Now, if you wish to accompany me to the enclosed retail compound, you will make the necessary corrections and remove the decal. Fine. Pildar. She looked like a common flash rag on payday. All right, uh, Mr. Conhead. That was, uh... <laughs> That was pretty damn good. <laughs> cool, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'd like to give a V8 shout out to my friend Bliss for helping me with that. Shout out to Bliss. And, uh, yeah. You're turning into a little old little baker over there. Hey, I was all saying, V8 Snackin's, you know, really up in my baking skills in the kitchen. You know what? This podcast has really expanded my palate and, mm. uh, makes you think outside the box. Um, what were some other contenders? Zero. There was no this, way I had this idea and I was like, maintain low scones. They look like cone heads. And then I was like, oh, France, French toast, French toast. Scones. I mean, it does work on so many levels. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe I just thought of this right off the bat. Like I, I have to do it. So um, they were really fun to make and I think they're pretty delicious. And I thought you were going to incorporate something with waffles, perhaps. Oh, because he's pounding the waffles. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe something mm. with waffles. Um yeah, there there were a few other candidates, but uh Yeah, maybe waffles with glass cleaner and pizza. Oh yeah, yeah. like when he did spray the glass cleaner, I was like, what if he <laughs> makes some sort of blue drink or something? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Could totally do. I, I hope some VH snackers get some inspiration out there and they're like, you know what, I want to make a snack around this movie that I really love and so yeah, totally do it. But uh Yeah, yeah. guys, get involved. But the maintain low pictures. scones. I mean, I thought it was funny, and I it was pretty delicious. It's it's like a French toast. It like it tastes like cinnamon toast crunch. Cinnamon toast crunch scone, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Delicious. Very good. Very good. Acceptable. <laughs> it was adequate protein carbo intake. <laughs> the boy loves to eat. <laughs> boy loves to eat. Lunch. 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 Oh yeah. Lunch. 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 <laughs> That's me. When I wake up, <laughs> except I should say breakfast, but it, I'm eating lunch. Yeah. When I wake up, you know. Um, I have a question for you. Shoot. So, one um criticism I have of this movie is like the oh. last twenty minutes when the when the spaceship picks up the Conehead family, and they fly them uh-huh. off, and we meet this whole other alien Conehead race. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know that that part just pulls me out of the movie because we've been in suburbia the entire time. And, um, the, one of the writers of this movie was kind of upset because the producers pushed that on them to have the final battle take place like in space. Right. And I remember reading this, that, one of the writers was pretty upset that the final battle was not in the suburban setting. And I agree with him. I think we've been in suburbia this entire time. We have Michael McKean and David Spade. We have our established villains. I mean, they're still, they, 
they're still into play in a way, but it feels like it's like this different story gets thrown on you at the last minute. And it just, just pulls me out of the movie. It feels a little packed in for sure. Um, it feels a little forced, but I'm thinking like what, what else would happen? Like would they bring the Garthok and it would be wreaking havoc across suburbia? Cause that'd be pretty sick. I think that would be cooler. Yeah. Like maybe have it, uh, it goes to the high school dance or something, and it's like running through a gymnasium. Holy shit! Like a Garthok run, running like, through the, the dance, and like Chris Farley tries to fight it, and like. But then, how do you get the really heartfelt ending with him being like a super dad? You know, and how does that? I mean, come he through? could still save the day. Yeah, he would he, just save the day in a different way. I know he makes this bargain with Michael McKean, like, "Hey, in exchange for your life, grant me a green card, and we're good." That's their agreement. And uh, I still feel like there would have been a way to to reach all those goals, but not bring it into space and have Dan Aykroyd in a diaper fighting. <laughs> but they did incorporate the golf thing, which I thought was brilliant. They incorporated, yes, his golf, his golfing habit that he picked up on Earth. Um, yeah, that's just me. That's just my opinion. I mean... I think it's completely valid, and I I somewhat agree. I like the outer space shit. I love Narfling the Garthok. Speaking, 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 <laughs> speaking of Narfling, uh, the uh, the scene where he does Narfle the Garthok, where he in one scene he he defeats the Garthok right, and then he has nothing on his his cone, and then the next scene he has like some blue, like gunk all over his cone hmm. and i think it's supposed to be garthok blood i did not pick up on that but it's very subtle and it's a slight in continuity error but i always wondered what happened there because um there's like there's some blue stuff and i don't i don't it's not supposed to be sweat because you see connie sweating and you know she she cries neon green but they don't sweat blue or anything like that Wait, Connie cries neon green? Yeah, so if after she has that fight with with Ronnie, she goes in and she's she's on her bed and she's crying. Uh-huh. And if you notice when she's on her pillow, her pillow is like bright ass green. Whoa, I did not catch that. Yeah, because huh. they she cries neon green. You know, I read in good housekeeping that you can tell me anything. <laughs> you know, I was a young cone once. <laughs> Jane Curtin's so understated in in this movie. She's awesome, dude. Yeah. um, I feel like we haven't talked about her enough, but she nails the role. She certainly does. And the lipstick costume? Come on. Gotta love it. Yeah. That's what she is, right? She's a lipstick? She's lipstick, right? Lipstick costume? Yeah, for the costume ball where he's Abe Lincoln and she's a princess. Oh, I I didn't figure out what she was. I think she's a stick of lipstick. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. Did not know that. I, I'm assuming that's what she is. Oh, uh, MVP. Yeah, we got to do the MVP, baby. MVC, most valuable cone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely. So, what do you think? Um, You're like, I don't like anybody enough in this movie to get no, an MVP. No. Oh, please. Uh, I mean, can I pick Chris Farley? Is that of course. Okay? All right. I'm going to go with Chris Farley. He gives the most laughs? I laugh the most during his lines. Yes. I think it's a really fair pick. I, I'm going to go with Dan Ackward just because he's, you know, he's 
the main protagonist to me and he wrote this movie and he's you know he's he's hilarious in this movie um i don't know i feel like it's a it's a pretty ensemble cast you know even though like I don't know. I really didn't think about the MVP that much, honestly. I should have. Yeah, I never do. But, I mean, it's... I guess it's Dan Aykroyd. I really think that Jane Curtin does a great job, too. Mm-hmm. And, um... But, yeah, Chris Farley, dude. I mean, it's a great pick. Uh, you're giving your... You're giving the... The golden... The golden golf trophy. The golf trophy, yeah. yeah okay. There you go. There you go. Um... Hey, have you ever met anybody that you're like, I think that person might be an alien? What? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean I, like I had a boss. Um, I worked at Sam's Club many years ago. And I, me and this other guy, we used to always joke, but kind of half joking. We were kind of serious. We're like, yeah, I think Daniel's an alien. Oh, man. He was like our manager. He was just fucking weird. Like, he didn't blink often. He had really big eyes. He talked in a weird cadence. He'd just oh. be like, hey, how are you guys doing today? Okay, doing all right? Great. I'm just wow. going to go over. Like, he's just fucking weird. No. And we used to always joke, like, I'm pretty sure that dude's an alien. No, but there was a rumor <laughs> going around that in grade school that this girl we went to school with, that her dad was an alien. <laughs> <laughs> why was that i have no idea I, I i remember my friend Corey came up to me and he's like yo this girl's dad's an alien and i'm like what and then it like got around my fifth grade sixth grade class and i remember one of the things was that he has triangles tattooed under his eyes and i mean that is kind of weird but i don't think that was real i don't think he really had triangles under his eyes <laughs> I mean, I never saw the girl's dad, but that when you said that, it made me immediately. It took me immediately back to like hmm. my friend Corey being like, "Yo, her dad's an alien, dude, for sure." <laughs> and so that's like the only thing I can really think of. That um, I don't know, man. No, I never really thought anybody was an alien. Sometimes I think I might be an alien. I'm just saying that. I don't know. <laughs> I do believe in aliens, though. Yeah. One million percent. Um, yeah, so... No, but yeah. All right. Girl's dad in grade school. <laughs> no, Pro- but yes. Probably an but alien. Maybe. All right. Probably an alien. All right. Yeah. Um, Josh, any other thoughts on Coneheads? Any other... Anything you want to get out there? I'm really excited to publish this episode and, and the snack and the, and the image because I want to see what people think of Coneheads. Like, I don't... I don't bring it up that often. I feel like nobody does. This is one of those movies that nobody loves. What? I mean, nobody. Are you calling me a nobody? (laughs) No. You're thinking better than me. Um, Well, no, let me rephrase that. Like, it's not. (sighs) His cab, invariably sweet smelling. (laughs) I mean, it's a great movie. It's a solid movie. But I don't know anybody that is like. Yo, I fucking love Coneheads. Yo, yeah. Everybody's like, yo, I love Tommy Boy. I love this movie. Or... Yeah, I mean, it's it's strange. I mean, and I'm I excited to see. I think that there's not any big moments in the movie. 
there's good moments, as we've discussed, but I keep talking about Tommy Boy. If you ask somebody, hey, what's your favorite moment from Tommy Boy? They'll be like, oh my god, with the, the deer in the car, or fight on the side of the road, or Tommy Want Wingy, or there's an endless list of moments. Yeah, yeah. With Coneheads, you have to really think, like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, There, there's that one part, that's funny. But there are so many parts. Like there's like I could have I could have wrote down a million moments. Like when he fixes the lawnmower by sticking the spark plug in his mouth and like shaking it around. Mm-hmm. Like that's hilarious. You know what I mean? But it's yeah, like, it's hilarious. But I don't recall that off the top of my head like I do with certain iconic scenes. Yeah, and I wonder what it is that makes it not as iconic. Is it really just not that good? And I, I just have a special affection for it through nostalgia and through like it hit me at the very right time. You know, because I really did like, like the evidence is there. Like I, it put me in a great mood watching this movie. It made me feel comforted. It made me laugh. It it made me, it inspired me to make like a really creative snack, you know, that Mm -hmm. like, and it's like, it's just all there for me. So I wonder, like, that's my final thought is like, I wonder how people will react to this, you know? And and if they're they're like, ah, Coneheads is just okay. Or like Coneheads rules. Or like if people listen to this episode, and they're like, you know what? I'm going to revisit this. And they're like, ah, it's great. Or like, you know. I will say that before I started watching it, I was like, oh, man. Like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. It's been a while since I watched it. And it held up very well, I think. Oh, It's a yeah. very smart movie. Yeah. Um, it's weird as shit, which I love. Um, so, yeah, I, I love the movie. It's great. And it holds up very well. So, I'm glad you picked it. I'm glad that we did it. Uh, I love this movie and it's right in the wheelhouse of everything we do. And it kind of hit me like out of nowhere. It, it is kind of like a sleeper. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so, yeah, I'm thrilled. I love Coneheads. Can I tell you uh, what we're going to do next time? Yeah, it's your we pick. We haven't even talked about this. And we don't even really have an established like your pick, my pick, your pick. Sometimes it just we naturally agree on something. Uh-huh. But I'm going to spring this one out of nowhere. I think... This movie made me, it, a few elements pop up in the movie I'm I'm about to say. Subway. Golf. Adam Sandler. Happy Gilmore. You want to do Happy Gilmore? I want to do Happy Gilmore. All right, dude, yeah. I don't <laughs> Sounds know. Sounds good. Like, it's springtime. You know, Coneheads is kind of a golf movie. There's a lot of golfing in it. There is. I mean, he so, loves golf. I love it for the physics of the game. Meb. The precision. <laughs> <laughs> the high level of skill. So yeah. Uh, Happy Gilmore. I have golf on the brain. I haven't watched Happy Gilmore in a in a hot minute, but So we're I've... going golf to golf. Yes. Aliens who golf to hockey dude who golfs. Uh we're going aliens at scarf down subway to a <laughs> hockey player that gets extra meatballs because he knows the guy that works at Subway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Too yeah, bad they ain't veggie meatballs, huh? Yeah, no, they're you know what they had beyond meat uh, meatballs in select subway locations for a little oh. bit, but I don't know why they wouldn't just do that nationwide. Because then I would go. Yeah, but uh, yeah, well, uh, you know what? I'm gonna write them a letter. I'm gonna give you them. You should. A piece you should write mind. a strongly worded letter, and then you get some subway coupons. There is a literal subway commercial in Happy Gilmore. Well, Happy Gilmore shoots a commercial for mm-hmm. subway. He's a, mm-hmm. that's a hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, Subway basically paid for a commercial in this movie. I mean, this is a damn commercial oh, in yeah. this movie. One million percent. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we're just going in hard on like the, the, the slapstick comedies. But yeah, I think that'll be a fun one to revisit. I'm, uh, I'm totally down. I love Happy Gilmore. DH Snack and alum in that movie. Michael McDonald from SLC Punk. Shooter oh. McGavin. Oh, Shooter. Oh, Shooter. <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to have a lot of fun. Oh, we are. I mean, this movie is tip top. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's it's either this or Billy Madison, you know, for me, for Adam Sandler. So. You know what? I think. Well, I guess we'll save it for the yeah. We'll save it for the next for the episode. episode. I thought about Billy Madison, of course, but I prefer Happy Gilmore out of the two. Billy Madison's just a little too wacky. <laughs> I'm shampoo. I'm better. I'm conditioner. I leave your hair silky and smooth. Stop looking at me, Swan. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, but Chris Farley's in Billy Madison. Yeah, I mean, Chris Farley's all over VH snacking, you know. So I mean, it's it's. It's it's the way it is, you know. Yeah. But I'm excited to do Happy Gilmore, and uh, yeah. Any other um, thoughts on Coneheads? No, man. I'm just excited to see how people react, and I recommend it to anybody that wants to watch a bizarre cult comedy from the '90s that seems to be have been forgotten quite a bit. Here, here. Hey, have you there, ever had there. um Dan Aykroyd's vodka? The Crystal Skull, Crystal yeah, Head. Haven't I given you some before? I've I, had it because I have like had three or four empty bottles. It's good. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't know if it's uh, it might be some vodka snob like, hmm, well, actually, it's inferior vodka, but I think it's pretty damn good. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's definitely good. the The bottle rocks. I mean, I feel like they sell a lot just because the bottle rocks too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh man, he should make a Coneheads edition. Holy shit! I'd buy the <laughs> shit out of that dude. <laughs> Mr. Aykroyd, if you're listening, please make a Coneheads version. Yes, Mr. Aykroyd. And, uh, yeah, screw the Blood Skulls. Get some Coneheads in there. Yeah, some Remulac and, and, and brew. Let us, let us see any deleted scenes from Nothing But Trouble, please. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well. Well, Josh, uh, you about ready to to wrap it on up here at VH Snacking? Always. Anything ready. you want to plug? Anything, no. Anything like that? I mean, Lunchmate's got a new issue. We always got new stuff coming out. Got a new tape coming out tomorrow. Got new tapes coming out all the time. Cool. Go to lunchmeatvhs.com if you want to check that out. Oh, hey, little announcement. Uh, Did somebody say Road Dogs? Because VH Snacking are hitting the road again (laughs) in July. Yeah, we're going to VHS Fest 6. This will be my first year, so I'm pretty stoked. It's going to be pretty awesome, man. It's the party of the year. Yeah, well, it's it's going to be a longer drive than Chattanooga. Yeah, I mean... I'm we'll excited. figure it out. We'll figure out how to get there. All right. All right. All right. Keep on VH snacking. We share this human Well beyond our own dimension. Not our designed intention. Primat, your cone is shimmering in the light. Belgar, I'll fly the sensor rings tonight. Don't want to hold my cone Ram it. I 
much prefer the Senso rings And all the timeless joy they bring My conehead love is interstellar Oppenheimer, Edward Teller Our home on Remulac is distant My conehead rule has low resistance Eisenhower, Nixon, Truman. 